Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, good morning, folks, and welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. I'm Ken Lewis, the director of FCA here in Idaho, and our guest this morning is kind of a part two, uh, is Ben Boast. Ben, welcome to the show again. Hey, thanks for having me back. For the second time. This yeah, is great. Yeah, this is great. Uh, folks, Ben is a former golfer. He golfed at UCLA and uh, uh, was uh, a professional golfer in the Nationwide Tour and the Nike Tour. What was, is, that, was, is that what it was called back then? Yeah, when I was playing, it was Nationwide. It's now web.com. Oh, yes, yeah, And then I web. played com. developmental tours all over the place. Right, and you played here at the Boise Open. And, and, uh, and folks, actually, if you want to hear more about Ben's background and what he did, you can actually listen to last week's show online at KBXL on the, on the website. And, uh, but, uh, Ben, I just, we, we were talking about some great things last week, and we just want to uh, dive into those a little more today. But sure. before we get to that, um, I want to talk about some things coming up. Uh, we've, got, uh, we've got two FCA camps coming up in the month of June. Actually, May 31st and June 1st is our – our FCA wrestling uh, mini camp here at Meridian High School. And uh, it's for incoming first graders through 12th graders, uh, wrestlers um, over there at Meridian High. It's a Friday night and an all day Saturday uh, camp. And then uh, we've got some great coaches going to be uh, um, uh, doing the technique. And then uh, the kids get to hear um, some great testimonies of, of, of these different coaches of what God's done in their life. They get a t-shirt, they get an FCA camp t-shirt, FCA wrestling shirt, and um, some, some other great stuff. And then our big camp, which is our multi-sport camp, it's the regional camp for the Northwest for Oregon, Idaho, Washington, Montana, I guess Alaska is in our region too. And uh, that's June 24th through 28th. It's at NNU in Nampa. And uh, we've got a lot of sports. And I know, Ben, you've helped, you helped out um, several years ago. Did we figure out what year yeah, it was that you came and helped out with golf? I don't remember what year it was, but certainly with the golf element. And by the way, a camp T-shirt's a big deal. So, you, you know, even if you come to camp for the T-shirt, it's worth it. Right. Well, they used to be all <laughs> cotton, and now they're, everything's all performance tea. So. <laughs> but uh, it's incredible camp. It's uh, incoming 7th graders through 12th graders and uh, guys and gals. Um, sports we have, of course, uh, track, pole vault, uh, throws, cross country. Uh, we've got swimming, uh, cheer, uh, tennis, softball, golf, of course, and that's over at Ridgecrest. And then uh, volleyball, uh, of course, guys and girls, basketball, football. Uh, we mentioned softball already, but ba- baseball for the guys. And, um, and then uh, lacrosse, girls and guys, soccer wrestling and then actually we're adding diving this year ben diving yes diving we've got uh there's a gal here um do they have a pool there the nnu used to have a pool we use the pool over at the rec center oh gotcha uh, okay (laughs) but for diving we're get we're gonna have to go elsewhere (laughs) but uh sarah fletcher she uh was a diver for university of houston also university of florida she was a gator um she was part of a SEC championship uh, diving team down there. Very and, cool. And uh, she is living here in the Valley now. And Neat. she's coaching, coaching at the Y. But, um, so we're offering diving. And uh, she's coached in Hawaii and coached in Florida. But she, now she's not a Hoenn. So, <laughs> so we're excited about having diving camp. So, folks, if you're interested, if you have a, a, a son, daughter, nephew, niece, grandson, granddaughter that are interested in going to FCA camp and you'd like to help get them there. There's more information at fcaidaho.org 
and uh, there's some great videos on there so some testimonies uh we've got some fundraisers actually if people sell tickets to go to the albertson's boise open they can they get a hundred percent of those funds go towards their camp cost. Uh, that's Isn't that great. a cool deal? Yeah, that like so people who were selling them last year for the event when it was here, right? It goes toward their camp cost. That's really neat, right? So that's a great fundraiser. You know, a hundred percent of the funds, and so it. Uh, um, so anyway, if you're interested in any of that, you want to get more information on the fundraisers, um, give us a call. Our contact information is at fcaidaho.org. So. Well, um, any other comments about camp, Ben? No, other than it's just into? so much fun. Having been a camp director in the past, I think I mentioned this last week, and then also being to so many of them over the years. You know, originally working FCA golf camps when I was in college, it was mm-hmm. just so meaningful to me, year after year being a huddle leader. So right. uh, if anybody can go, have the chance to go or send, like you said, a son or daughter or grandson, granddaughter, like it's really, really uh, important and impactful for their life. So yeah, FCA camp's a great, great environment. Well, and one last thing we have college athletes that we have last year, I think we had 55 college mm-hmm. athletes throughout the Northwest and the West that came and served at this camp as small group leaders and they help coach. So we, you know, all different levels, D1, all mm-hmm. the way to D3, NAI and JUCO athletes. And then we have great high school and college coaches that, that lead the sports and coach. But then we have our nightly speakers this year, Shauna Zolman, who played uh, six years in the WNBA. She was mm-hmm. at University of Tennessee for four years and starter there. And uh, she was uh, all-time leading scorer in Indiana State uh, basketball history. So she's going to speak in the first night. Then we have a local um, – uh, pastor and youth, former youth pastor, uh, Brian Bacon from the Magic Valley area. He'll be speaking the second night. And then Scott Ditter, a uh, football coach up out of Washington, who will be see- speaking the third night on Wednesday night. And then uh, we've, got, um, um, a, we've got a special treat for Thursday night. And uh, we've got a former basketball player, but he's, he has a, a, a breakdancing spoken word <laughs> ministry out of Orange County, California. And he's going to be, they're going to be doing their stuff. It's pretty amazing, but he is an incredible speaker as well. Oh, I grew up in Orange County. I'm wondering who this is. Yeah, so it will. Is it a mystery man? Like we're not able to reveal his face or name kind of thing? Next week. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, got it. Well, um, folks, last week, Ben and I were in a a great conversation just talking about, you know, just the the things going on in our culture these days that have been, kind of brewing and almost we we use the word pressure cooker in terms of Mm. stress anxiety um you know on athletes being in a in a performance based some so many times athletes and coaches look at the scoreboard and that's how they define themselves and it it's not it doesn't just stay there on the field and and they they jump at the car or they go home and it 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 magically disappears they carry it with them. Sure. Don't they, Ben? Yeah. So I know we talked about um, some of those things about anxiety and, and depression and mm-hmm. some of those things. And and I, I know we wanted to dive back into that and revisit that and talk some more. I know we didn't really get to finish our conversation about right. that, did we? Yeah. So I know we wanted to, to talk a, a little bit about some factors that are uh, – um, that help contribute to just this, this overwhelming mushrooming thing that we're feeling in our schools and in our families and our culture. So what are some of those in, in your mind that would be you know, contributing factors to, to what we're seeing these days? Yeah, from my perspective, and granted, I'm one person, uh, I've, but I've been looking at this in great detail for some time now. And, and I think even though this is a sports-related show, 
uh, and we talk about competition and the pressures and the impact of competition, if we really want to understand the things that are taking place in our society today, we have to take a little bit of a wider view and really understand what it is that we're living in. And that's a big question, Ken. Like we could, we could go a lot of places. It could get incredibly philosophical and we can find ourselves in some rabbit hole somewhere. So, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to try to consolidate it the best I can to really help the listeners uh, have a perspective on, on why some of this might be happening. You use the term pressure cooker. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this before we went on the air. And really, if you had to summarize our society today with one word, it would be pressure. The pressure to perform, uh, the pressure to succeed, achieve, acquire, everyone's feeling it. I feel it. It's the world that we live in. But that pressure is showing up inside of another component that I think is critical for people to understand as to how this is impacting people's lives. And I call this the the crisis cyclone. And it's a crisis in two critical areas. It's a crisis of meaning and a crisis Mm -hmm. of morality. This crisis of meaning can be defined as like, how do we determine what is valuable or why something is valuable? Mm-hmm. Where does something get its value from? And that's the, the crisis of meaning part. The crisis of morality part is, is it good or bad? What, what is helpful or harmful? So you take these two things and you put them together and you spin them around. And really, we've lived in a society that for the last 60 years has really torn apart and de- a word called deconstruction or mm-hmm. deconstructed meaning and morality and society and put that in the hands of not anything bigger than ourselves, mm-hmm. but put it in the hands of the human being. Right. So now it's up to every person to decide for themselves what is meaningful and what is moral. And this is what we live in, the, the society we live in. And this has been a concerted effort over a long period of time. And when you put – when you do that and you take meaning out of anything bigger than self or you don't have like, – like for you and I, we would, we would go to the Bible, the authority of the Bible, mm-hmm. the, the, the reality of Jesus, God as our creator. These are things bigger than ourselves and we draw our value from there. We draw our morality from there. Mm-hmm. It, it guides us. Mm-hmm. But if you live in a society that does not do that and you, you put it in the hands of the human – People begin to struggle because well, one, you and I would agree. We know that we're not we're not the best at creating the rules, right? <laughs> but the bottom layer. So if the top layer is the pressure, and that pressure is showing up inside of this crisis cyclone of meaning and morality, and then the bottom layer being competitive individualism, people are going to be running around defining for themselves the things that are going to bring most value to themselves, mm-hmm. even sometimes at the expense of others. And so the reason I share all that is this is conditions. These are, are conditions of our society that are reality, that are having an effect on people. Right. And if we can't find our value or meaning or morality in anything bigger than ourselves, it just becomes incredibly challenging, especially for young people who are looking around going, where do I find good guidance for how to live life, how to think about life? And so all of these aspects are pressing in on us, and this is this is – outside of the sports world, but it's it's society as a whole. And right. so I just wanted to give some perspective on right. that as conditions. It's like a moving scale or a moving target There's and or sidelines. There's no really – a lot of boundaries are – there's no, they're not it's – like, it's like playing a game of lacrosse or football without sidelines or goal lines or – That is a great description of it. 
from a from a visual standpoint, you know, why why is baseball baseball or why is football football? You know, it's the lines on the field, it's the rules of the game. Mm-hmm. And we philosophically live in a culture that does not have any lines on the field right. or rules to the game other than what a person wants to define for themselves and that creates a very challenging environment. So these things of meaning and morality, right? And the price tags and those rules all over the place, the the what and the why and 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 people trying to figure out what their purpose is and, and, and maybe not knowing their creator, not knowing who made them. Um, I think it creates this, this, like you said, this mixed up blunderized matrix of a, (laughs) (laughs) of all these issues that we're trying to figure out. Yeah. Naturally anxiety is going to go up, especially if the only thing meaningful now is, is to compete and, Competition pretty much is a zero-sum game. There's a winner and a loser. Right. And if that's the only thing that we're existing in and you realize, like, if I don't win, there comes with a great cost, whether it's academically, mm-hmm. athletically, economically. Right. People feel that pressure, especially yeah. if there's no greater reason to be doing what we're doing or why Why is my life valuable? Mm-hmm. And this is a huge question. Yeah. And people struggle with it. On, there's there's many people out there, if, if, if folks want to read about it, who are talking about this crisis of meaning in Western society. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very important thing. Wow. Well, folks, if you're just joining us here on Heart of the Athlete this morning, we're visiting uh, again with Ben Boast and uh, former golfer and uh, uh, used to be on staff with FCA, too. We didn't mention that earlier. I know we Correct. mentioned it last week's show. But, um, Ben, you mentioned academics. And, uh, of course, you know, like we, we talked about the sports, and we know that youth sports are um, – continue to grow in the popularity but at the same time more and more kids are getting involved there but i know there's there is some studies out there saying that a lot of those kids are stopping or not doing any sports any longer after maybe that eighth or ninth grade year and uh, so that to me is a little alarming that they don't continue and the reasons why they don't continue is and and we're not obviously folks we're not we're not uh there's so many great incredible people that are pouring into our kids that you know that need guidance and things like that at the youth sport level and the junior high sport level Mm -hmm. um and it's not that high school coaches or college coaches or parents get it right and are doing things you know creating this great incredible environment where kids thrive and know their purpose and meaning i mean a lot of kids are are they're failing we're, we're failing in that area as well but then you mentioned academics, and I know that there's so many um, programs out there for for high school kids to get concurrent credits and college <laughs> credits and AP credits, and 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 it's done in a good heart because we're we're the the families or or kids are trying to get as many college credits so that they don't have to take all those credits. So it's and it's much cheaper to do it there yeah and the motive is the motive it's a great motive to ensure success we we think we're going to ensure their success by helping them achieve more earlier and and get further and yet there's this other side that everyone knows about of of students going to college or university and coming out with loads of student debt and so there are people dramatically rejecting the next the next phase of university they're just choosing to not because of that right and there's this challenge. Okay, so society says go get a college degree. Well, you get your degree, then 
well, to be valuable, you got to have a master's. So now it's like you can't just have a BA now. you got to have a master's or an MBA. Right. And then come out with tons of debt and a job market that isn't isn't necessarily burying jobs for the next generation like we would think they would. Right. It's a very complex and hyper-competitive environment is what it produces in academics. Right. You've got to compete for your position because that guarantees your livelihood. Right. And then I know you and I have talked about social media yeah. on, and smartphones and whether it's Instagram or Facebook or whatever else, Twitter, um, you know, most of the time people put the good things, the great things, the places <laughs> they've been, the right. great meals they've yeah. created or, or the, you know, great vacation spots they've been. And so people, and, and I know some people are saying that it's the cell phone, it's the, it's the social media, but you don't, you're not saying it's it's that in and of itself, right? I think the social media part of it, it, if we go back to what I said earlier about the conditions of our society and we look at the things that are happening inside of it and you inject into it technology that really operates at the speed of light. I mean, you it's constantly changing even in front of your eyes. And if that changing is a consistent comparison of you against others in the forms that you just referenced – that's why I characterize the social competition as a competition for who's happiest, playing itself out in non-reality, which is a game no one wins, Right. really at the speed of light. As, as, quickly as, we can swipe, uh, as quickly as we can swipe, we can be comparing ourselves to other individuals and their vacations and their mm-hmm. uh, new car they just bought or right. their performance on the court in, in sports. Or, or where they are currently, the university they've got accepted to. Right. There's so many layers to it. Right. Yeah, so I don't, I don't blame social media in general. Uh, it's what's happening inside the tool. And, right. and granted, anything that's not used in moderation is not going to be health, that's healthy right. for you. Well, so. it's like in, in the olden days, I mean, you just, if there was any comparisons made, it was somebody in your neighborhood or down the street or at your school or where you work now – we're connected with people all over the world, potentially, some people. That's true. You, so you the comparisons mm-hmm. or looking at lives of other people, that people are connected through that. So, well, I know we, these are some of the factors that, you know, that, that you've been talking about and studying. And, and I know that right. you're doing, uh, beginning to talk to with some coaches and some folks in other schools. But I, I know we wanted to spend some time here talking about, what does the word of God say? What are yeah, some remedies? remedies. What, what, it's like, where's the life in this? Yeah. I, so I go straight to more in more than one place in scripture. It talks about that we are to be in the world, not of the world. And I think that's a really important concept for this discussion because it puts us in a position of self-reflection. We, we would be foolish to say that we're not affected by it as a follower of Jesus, as an individual living in Western society. I think the first place we have to begin is, as far as remedies, is to reflect, like kind of self-reflect on our own participation and what's going on around us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that I mentioned this last week, but essentially there's four layers of competition. There's economic, academic, uh, athletic. I, I categorize it as, as athletic, but it's media, arts, entertainment, and sport, and then social. So and the the athletic part that would also include like choir and band. And it, it, yeah, it, it, activities, media, arts, entertainment. Uh, it's it's really I use athletics as the poster boy really mm. for <laughs> this competition that takes place in uh, in a uh, entertainment and recreation 
type setting. Right. And and so we have to first self-reflect on our own participation. You know, like like I said, scripture talks about being in the world, not of the world. And how much do we actually have to participate in it in some of these things? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're it's okay if you don't. Right. And some people just need to be told that. You don't have to participate in all of it. Yeah. It might require making some decisions to live life differently. Mm-hmm. And when you do, your stress and anxiety and depression, if you're in depression, but stress and anxiety levels go down. Like I don't have, I do, it's funny, I do some digital media consulting, but I also don't use a whole lot of it myself because I know when I begin to have to manage an Instagram account, I have to babysit it. Right. And that's a pressure I don't currently have. And Praise so, God. <laughs> the, those, so this is how we need to be thinking about yeah, some of these. We have to things. be intentional about this, is what you're saying. Yeah, there's there's that part. The the second part would be this. I think is interesting. In Matthew 16 verses two and three, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, and he he says to them, "You know how to read the weather patterns, but you don't know how to discern your times." And that's that's why I shared what I did earlier in in our conversation. Ken was because are we really discerning about what's going on? Can we? Can we see it? Do we understand it and how we would then choose to participate in it? That's a very important piece yeah. um, biblically because we have the guidance that we need biblically. We have right. you know, our creator God who has made us and given us value, and then we have Jesus who showed us the best life possible that's ever been lived. Right. And it's just a matter, do we, do we choose these things or are we, or are we overwhelmed and overtaken by the current culture and what we're living in. Right. You know, I, as you mentioned, the creator, it's, it, it's, it's a consistent theme is that we, as humans, we, the, we worship the creation versus not, not worshiping the creator. And then we, and then we get so enthralled with that, that it's empty. And then we, and I would say, so you mentioned my professional golf career. After that, I spent over a decade in, in highly competitive world-class environments on the PGA Tour, Major League Baseball, working with athletes. And it was one of the most peculiar things I often saw was having a vantage point to look at how fans were looking at athletes mm-hmm. and the, the countenance on their faces and the sometimes urgency in them to get closer to autograph. find an autograph. Right. Humans are not made to be worshipped. There's something very twisted about that, and mm-hmm. it affects not only the psychology of the one worshipping, but also the one being worshipped. Yeah. Wow. And, and it is it is something <laughs> I observed That's just good. being in those environments. And, hmm. and uh, I don't know that I fully reconciled all of it right. other than just watching it and going, there's just something that seems out of balance yeah, here. Yeah, something's off here. Yeah. I know there's a passage of Scripture I – really feel that helps us in this area is Philippians four, you know, Paul, the guy who'd been beat up and thrown out of every, you know, all these different towns and shipwrecked and lost at sea and, and uh, locked in prison. And he says in Philippians four, four, and this is in reference to how uh, being content, you know, later in that chapter Mm -hmm. in Philippians four, he says, I found the secret of being content, which is a good word for what we're talking about. Yeah. And Paul says this in Philippians 4. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. So rejoice in the Lord. And then he says in verse 5, let your graciousness be known to everyone. Thinking about graciousness. Mm -hmm. And who in our lives is gracious? And what does that look like? What does it look like? And then he says the Lord is near, knowing that God is near. The Holy Spirit is near. Mm -hmm. And that we can tap into him. It's like, uh, that's, that's amazing 
you know, to, to know that, that God is right next to us. And then he says in verse six, the Lord is saying through the apostle Paul, don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And I know a lot of people say, man, God is only concerned about the big things. Right. You know, why, why you pray? But he's, he's saying here, everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving. And then he says in verse seven, and the peace of God, which surpasses every thought will guard your heart and guard your mind in Christ Jesus. Man, I, I want that peace. Mm-hmm. I know you want that peace in our heart. We want that for our wives, mm-hmm. our kids, our families. Sure. And, the, and these athletes that we're talking about, that peace of God guarding our heart. And I think he goes through those things of, of rejoicing in the Lord, being gracious, being thankful, not worrying about anything but praying. E- even if all we can say is, Jesus, I need you. Just so uh, maybe it's a whisper under our breath. You know, when we start to feel that pressure, you know, that mm-hmm. that come up and that stress come up inside us you know just uttering those words and praying jesus i need you well and i think the passage you're, you're referencing here if we go back to the conditions of what we talked about earlier just reading those words and listening to them you have a deep sense of value in there you can extract so much meaning out of that yeah right and and just a depth of what is good yeah. what seems to benefit life as a whole right so if we're in this these conditions of you know a crisis cyclone of meaning and morality, wow, what you just read serves to really benefit mm-hmm. someone who is thinking like, where can I find meaning? Where can right. I find value? What is good or bad? Right? How do I begin to construct life right. around this? And and uh, it's something we need to be very thoughtful of today. Well, Ben, if uh, if people want to get a hold of you uh, to to talk more about this, or mm-hmm. I know that you're starting to, you, uh, through uh, Love and Transformation, you guys are kind of doing some things right. in, in the community here, as well as there's a conference in May down in, in Scottsdale. Correct. Um, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, do you want them to do that through FCA, or do you have a, a good way to do that? Yeah, the easiest way to get a hold of me is through our website, which is loveandtransformation.org. So it's all spelled out, loveandtransformation.org. Transformation. Um, and they go on there and submit a request just from our site. That's one of the easiest ways uh, to find me. Obviously, they can reach out to you or FCA. But I would love to come into any environments and have this conversation if people feel it's valuable. Oh, that's great. Well, thanks, Ben. Thanks again for being Thank on you, the show ben. with us. I know we've run out of time. I know there's <laughs> probably more to talk about, you know, and there's, I know there's a lot more passages in the, in the Bible, you know, that where the sure. Lord is speaking out to us and calling us out to, to him. And so, well, folks, um, if you want to get more information about FCA camp uh, or any other, you want to contact us here at the fellowship of Christian athletes, it's fcaidaho.org is our website. And again, Ben, your website, uh, love and transformation.org. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. Yeah.